D- have you seen the sack lunch bunch? Yes. What did you think of the sack lunch bunch? Did you not like it? No, I loved it. Okay. I was seeing if you loved it. I, I did love it. What's your favorite part? Or that's bit, hard. Song? There's a few. Right now, all that's stuck in my head is Jake Gyllenhaal, eyes bulging out of his head, <laughs> singing "Be Aware." <laughs> I I don't know of any other way that that special could have ended. <laughs> it was mwah, Chef's kiss. Yes, it was so good. But just I, I also loved um, uh, noodles with butter on it. Because that was my brother as a child, so it was it was deeply personal for me. That's me as, like, an adult. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, Grandma Has a Boyfriend is a singular work of art. <laughs> and his name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma so Has a Boyfriend. And it rocks, too. Yeah, and that kid is amazing. Oh my god, he's so good. And then when Jake, like, but what's been stuck in my head is, like, when Jake Gyllenhaal is, like, music here, music there, music, music everywhere. And then he does the, like, magic hands. It's haunting me. It, like, actively triggered my fight or flight response. (laughs) I think that's what they're going for. (laughs) But, yeah, it's perfect. It's amazing. I will watch it again very soon. Well, what about uh, speaking of things that are perfect, amazing, and that I will watch again very soon? No, you're gonna see it again. I want to see it again. <laughs> you're not. You're never in your life gonna watch this again. Um, probably not. I don't believe you for a second. I don't. I, I don't. We should just start the episode. <laughs> Some movies rule and some movies rock. Some movies win awards, but these ones do not. Some movies that are made are not up to par. We're gonna talk about them on one star. Hello, little dippers, and welcome to a new episode of One Star Bad Movie to- <laughs> Bad Movie Podcast, uh, where we talk about bad movies with uh, one celebrity in them, uh, but that part's not true today. I'm Lauren. And I can unzip my skin at will. You're right, not your best. <laughs> yeah, I know. See, I panic. <laughs> but it's okay, it's okay. I was trying to, like, breathe deeply afterwards. Uh, no, let me... I gotta go again now. Um, and I... And only one body part... No, never mind. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it with that, and then you can fill it in. Alright, only one body part. Only one body, and only one of my body parts fill in the blank. Send in suggestions <laughs> related to this movie. Yeah. And that one body part's name is... See, the thing is, I had one that I was going to say during the Night Before Christmas episode. Because I had just seen Cats that day, and I would come up with something. But I've completely forgotten what it is. I was going to do, like, a Cats reference. Be like, sorry, I just saw Cats. It's the only thing I can think of. Oh. But I forgot what it was, and it's just gone. It's just gone from my brain space. I feel like that's the Cats energy, though. Just occupying every single, like, messing with my essential brain chemistry. Yeah. The Cats have... I mean, Cats do give off, like, what? It's like some weird chemical or something. Oh, yeah, that makes you, like, brave. 
Yeah. That's... Are you referencing a certain episode of Off Book? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we here at Once Art are big fans of Off Book uh, improvised musical podcasts with Zach and Jess. And my personal favorite episode is called The Cat 5 versus The Bad Boys. And it's about how cats release chemicals that make you brave. We do recommend that, that podcast in that specific episode. Or if you have Stitcher Premium... Head back to the beginning and, and listen to Drew Tarver's episode, which is my favorite. It's fantastic. I unfortunately have not listened to that one. Oh, it's so good. It was gone by the time I got into it. Well, you gotta start on the ground floor, am I right? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> Speaking of cats. Cats. Horribly did not succeed in our one star <laughs> Well, this was the the moment we saw the trailer for this movie. We were like, "Well, this is going to be an episode." Yeah, we didn't really have a choice. It it called to us. Yeah, it was it was very necessary. Out of everyone, though, who's your one star? I mean, you know, for me, Taylor Swift has always had my heart. Will always have my heart. There's nothing I can do about it. Unfortunately. Not that unfortunate. What whatever. We've 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 had this argument before. We're never gonna come to a consensus consensus. There's nothing we can do about it. Uh mine is Jason Derulo's CGI'd out dick. <laughs> That's my one star for this movie. I will happily accept that as the one star we're <laughs> referencing. Because Here's the other thing. Normally, I take very thorough notes for, you know, specific lines of dialogue we need to talk about or specific plot points or just kind of, like, what happens in certain areas just so we have, like, some sense and some idea of what to talk about. But since this is a a movie that's still in theaters, I didn't do that. Me neither. (laughs) Um... Also, I did it with Ma, and I did it with Holmes and Watson, which are other movies that we did while they were in theaters. Um, but this one, I knew I it needed my undivided attention, <laughs> and I couldn't look down at a notebook for any any length of time. Did not even want to look away. N- no, and so we don't have notes. <laughs> but um, what but... the images are in fact burned into our minds. Yes, and. Here's the thing. Like, we were talking about Taylor Swift, and I expected to not like her in this movie. But she was... It was maybe... She... The (laughs) best... It was... We were talking about it after we saw Cats, and we think that was, like, the best number. It's one of the few songs that work. (laughs) Yeah. Not the best performance, because we gave the best performance to um, Ian McKellen. Uh, Yeah, easy. But the best, like, number as a whole, um, hers was very good. Because it's like, because every, it, it's, it's a drug-induced sequence is Taylor Swift's big song. And therefore, it, like, kind of answers for everything that happens where in other scenes it doesn't really make sense because they aren't on drugs. But it feels like we, we are. <laughs> right. But since the cats are all drugged in this song, everything kind of comes together. <laughs> not really. It's still it's still not good. No, 
But it works. It works better than everything else. Yeah. And so before we like get into the actual movie, what is your background experience, whatever, with cats? Okay. So, I mean, I think everyone knows memory. Because that's just like the one. Even if you, even if you've never seen Cats, you've definitely yeah. heard that song. Because it's the point. only song in the musical that isn't like, "I'm a cat." <laughs> yeah. So therefore, this is the kind of cat that I am. Yeah. Therefore, it can sustain outside of the musical. But yeah, look, I've I've heard that. It's another one. This song happened for that. Like that memories is one. But the other one is, like, when I saw Fiddler on the Roof for the first time, I didn't realize, like, how many songs I had known already. Oh, really? Yeah, like, um, if I were a rich man. And then, like, Sunrise, Sunset, and I think, like, one more I had, like, heard before and I was, like, very familiar with before I even saw it. Have I told you that about when I was in Fiddler on the Roof? Have I talked about this? I think so. We'll talk about it now. Okay, yeah. I just uh, I was in Fiddler on the Roof in 8th grade. My Catholic school decided, you know what musical oh, yeah, we should yeah. do? You did, you did talk about this. Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I just... I, I had a solo in Sunrise Sunset. And we recently rewatched it. We found the DVD. And boy, Ooh. oh boy. I have a fight scene that I did not remember. And it's like me, 8th grade... I'm still like 6 foot 5. Even in 8th grade I was. And then this <laughs> like... Five foot four redhead is the person I have a fight scene with, and he the plot requires him to win. So it's <laughs> absolutely absurd what happens because I'm massive, and we're also horrible at stage fighting. <laughs> Please, I am begging you, record that so we could tweet it. Just here, the fight. Here we go. If for one of our Patreon episodes. We will review my eighth grade production yes! of Fiddler on the Roof, and we'll find a way to post it. Everyone, please, please subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> also, I'm getting a phone call right now, and I like that our phones are getting smarter um, because it says telemarketer. Oh, that is nice. <laughs> That's nice, so I know not to answer. Thank you, well, iPhone. What I've started to do... With phones where I don't recognize the number, if I get, like, get a bunch, I'll finally pick one up and then just say nothing and force the other person to talk so I can figure out what they are and just hang up or just be... Some guy called me earlier last night and he was like, Quinn Wright? And I was like, nope, you got the wrong number. <laughs> what if that was a job? No, it wasn't. It was a telemarketer. Oh, okay. Like, because he introduced himself. He was like, is this Quinn Wright? I said, nope. I like that when sometimes it says, like, potential <laughs> scam risk or whatever. I like that. Anyways. Sorry. Back to my history with cats. I haven't even got there yet. Yeah. So my grandma had a VHS copy of the original Broadway musical. Oh. And we... Shit. So <laughs> when we would go over there, we would watch either that or VHS tapes of rescue episodes of Rescue Heroes. Those are what we would flip between. But the interesting thing is, even though I've seen it multiple times at my grandma's house, I do not have a single memory of the musical. Oh, really? Not one. I could not have told you a single thing that happens in wow. the plot of it. Given, not really, there. there's not a plot, but like I couldn't tell you a single thing that happens. I only knew of memory later, and that's mostly due to School of Rock. I don't know how I know that song. Prior to 
this. Is it due to School I mean, of prior, Rock? I mean, prior to Cats, not... No, I don't think I've ever seen all of School of Rock. I've seen parts of School of Rock, but not all of it. That's shocking to me. That was one of my memories of childhood. I know. I know you, you like it a lot. My brother likes it a lot, too. I just, I don't know why I haven't... I've seen it, mm-hmm. like, parts of it, but not as, like, one cohesive watch. My, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Miranda Cosgrove. <laughs> my last day of work was yesterday. Yay! So I'm no longer employed Barnes and Noble. I'll say it now. <gasps> Who could have guessed? But <laughs> one of my last actions I did is um, I there's like a display area on top of like where the all the other movies are stocked, and I used mm-hmm. that display area to like do my personal recommendations. And I, right before I left, I saw one was missing, and the last movie I put as my personal recommendations was School of Rock. Aww. So someone bought it. No, I'm saying someone bought it. And the last thing I did was like put School of Rock up there to be oh. the next one. Oh, good. Yeah. What, what was the one that someone bought? I don't remember. I Actually, I do remember it was me. I bought Trick or Treat. <laughs> so you bought your own? <laughs> I bought you my bought own recommendation, own? yes. Cause you it, know, that's fair. It's the four ninety nine bin, so I was like, that's not really spending any money. No. Anything less than five dollars um, is free. That's where I get into it with like coffee, and like, that's it's oh, only five bucks. And that's why I'm really poor and bad with money. Yeah, because <laughs> you gotta. Um, so when you were saying that, I was gonna say you're gonna be our cats expert, but I guess you're still not. I'm not. I I don't know why. It's just a total blank in my memory, though. Not anymore, but it was. Yeah. Did it bring back, did it like bring any repressed cat's memories? Um, nope. <laughs> not one. Mm. You would think I would remember Bustopher Jones, but I did not. Yeah, you I would a, think. I have a lot to say about every character. I have the most to say about Bustopher Jones, though. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was that? Which James Corden. Oh, okay. We'll yeah. get there. We'll get there. So, my experience with cats is... Prior to this movie, I have seen, I have seen it one time, whether that, like, not, it was in a live production at our high school. (laughs) (laughs) I was a junior in, I was a junior in high school, so like 2011, 2012, um, around there. And I had to go because one of our good friends was in it. So I had to, um, it was the weekend before my grandpa died. <laughs> Sorry for. <laughs> or I wasn't ready. <laughs> or I'm sorry. Or it was like it was either I don't remember when in relation because like obviously we did not care about cats at this point. I don't remember when it was around the same like week and a half. <laughs> my grandpa died, and I also had pneumonia in both of my lungs. Oh, fun. And so I'm sitting there sick (laughs) and I didn't find out. I didn't go to urgent care until like the morning when I was like, okay, this is too much. I have to go to a doctor. So all of those things were happening and I saw cats and all I remember about that production is that everyone in the cast had lice (laughs) 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 because, or at least it was at the, at the very least it was just a rumor. I don't know. Cause I know my friend didn't have it. That's a good rumor. But, 
Um, because when they got the costumes in, there was lice. When they, like they rented the costumes, there was lice in the costumes. So then a bunch of people in the cast got lice. Oh, that's <laughs> so hilarious. that's all of, all of all of that um, wrapped into one thing. <laughs> that's what my my experience with cats. And I, I do remember that they came in our production. They came from the audience, which I believe is true to like the Broadway version. I think that they did that or. That's a common thing for the stage version. To what? Where to have lice? At, at the no, like <laughs> yeah. no, at the very at the very beginning, like while they sing Jellical songs for Jellical cats, Jellical songs. Yeah. So, um they come in through the audience. Okay. A lot of them. Got it. <laughs> so they did that at ours and I remember um our friend, a couple of our, because well, we knew a lot of people because we were went to school, so we knew a lot of the people in the cast. And so they came up and like purposely were behind us. And I remember being like, "I hate this." And was that traumatic? It's not traumatic because one, I know them, <laughs> but but I hate that kind of shit. If I am in the audience, please do not look at me. Do not talk to me. <laughs> I am not there. <laughs> That's how I that's how I am as an audience member. Got it. That makes sense. You would right. have not liked me in Greece then. What did you do in Greece? No, we were just like in the audience for parts oh. of Greece. And, and I think I'm a bad I'm a bad singer up close. <laughs> From I... far away I sound great. It's like it's different when like it's like I don't know, like a bit I don't I don't know. A bit or whatever, but like if you're, especially if you're like touching people, like just do not come near me. I hate that shit. And yeah, that's that what, um, yeah, the tracks about who I am as a person. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's my experience with cats. I am very, so my viewing experience for this version was I went with my brother and his friend and his friend's fiance and, um, my brother and his friend both saw the same, you know, high school version of Cats that I saw. Mm -hmm. um, but this friend is, like, living in New York, was on a tour uh, for... <laughs> he went on, like, a, a national tour um, in, for Joseph uh, Technicolor Dreamcoat. I have a long history with that as well. He is, like, obviously, like, a very big into theater, so he loves the musical cats and after we really saw, i've never met one of those before. i haven't either um and i didn't know i didn't know that going in so then we saw the movie and he made his fiance come because and she was upset she did not want she did not want to be there <laughs> because he told her um only one of us can see cats we can't <laughs> Our relationship cannot last if only one, if I have to carry that burden alone. It's either <laughs> none of us or both of us. Um, but they, we went to a theater that serves wine, so they both got like a beer and a half a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> so they were good. But anyways, then we went to Perkins after. Uh, Perkins. Nice. I don't know what that is. It's a restaurant. Okay. Um, it's like a Denny's type deal. But more um, niche. It's not very niche. <laughs> it's less trashy. Um. Okay. Whatever. Look <laughs> but at this classist over it's here. It's like it's like a twenty-four hour 
breakfast slash you know fast casual place yeah but i'm lauren um, i'm too good for denny's Mm. (laughs) and if we didn't go there i would have a lot more confusion because we just spent the whole time of us talking about cats and i learned a a lot more about things so i'm very glad that we did that because (laughs) he was helpful because i don't know anything and i was very confused because going into this all I, I remembered that there were jellical cats. <laughs> and I remembered that there was two cats that were like a pair. And I thought that those that pair of cats was the jellical cats. <laughs> you mean Mungo Jerry and Ruppel teaser. Yeah, I thought they were the jellical cats. <laughs> <laughs> so the jellical song was just for them in your review. In from what I remember Yes. <laughs> and then the beginning happened. I was like, oh, I didn't remember that correctly. <laughs> and I only know Rumple Teaser because that's a really great musical improv group in New York, uh, UCP. I didn't put two. I knew it sounded familiar when he was like saying his name. Yeah. And I was like, why, why do I know that more than I know the other cats? <laughs> we, we saw them perform in New York, and we fell in love with every single member of that improv group. Because <laughs> they're great. Uh, recommend that. But anyways, that's my experience with cats. I know nothing about it, obviously. But now, how much do you know? Um, less. <laughs> <laughs> like I was saying to them, I was like, the more I think about cats, the less I know about cats. <laughs> That's fa- that's a fair assessment. Yeah. What are your what was your viewing experience like? So, it was me, my good friend Kelly, and then th- three older women, not together, they were all separate. And all of them seemed to be there as if for the art. Oh, as no. opposed for the reasons me and Kelly were there, which was to have our minds permanently altered. Correct. Um, we had, it was the four of us, and then there was, like, three or four girls in the back, um, all, like, high school, college-aged-ish, um, Mm -hmm. and they didn't say anything, really, and so maybe we annoyed them. Were they there for the right reasons? I don't, I I couldn't tell. I sound like a contestant on (laughs) Rock of Love. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't really know. It was hard to tell. They weren't really into it either way, you know? Okay. Everyone here, uh, you're too good for Denny's. They're too good for cats. <laughs> right. I'm not good enough for either of them. Ooh. That's harsh. You shouldn't say that about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, you did say that this was, did you say this was the best out of the three you had seen in a day? <laughs> And I only saw two that day. No, you saw The Princess, or uh, you saw The Night Before Christmas. Oh, yeah, I forgot to watch that. that Rise of Skywalker and Cats. Yeah, I I did a triple feature. (laughs) Um, It was definitely the most memorable and interesting of them. Do you you stand by your order? Um, Yeah, I'm going to do Cats 1. I forget what I put second, but I'm saying now it's The Night Before Christmas. Yeah, that's what you, I think that's what you yeah. did in the episode. And then Rise of Skywalker was last. Fuck that boring ass movie. Although I did have to when we were walking into the theater, the usher said, uh, 
oh, you're going to see Star Wars? And I had to look this man in the face and say, no, I'm here to see cats. <laughs> <laughs> you should have said it prouder. Be like, Star Wars? No. What, what is that? <laughs> you should have gotten pretentious about it. Like, fuck you. How dare you say I'm going to see Star Wars? That piece of trash science fiction. Be like, no, I'm a, I like cinema. <laughs> I'm going to see cats. Um, anyways. So, how do you, how do you want to do this? <laughs> we'll just work should we our try way and... through. Alright, so we start off with... Uh, old woman dropping a bag. Okay, first problem already. My first problem with the movie. Immediately. Humans exist in this world. That's the yeah. issue. So. <laughs> so that Let's means, unpack that for a quick second. <laughs> there's a lot of implication with just this one old woman existing. That means, in this world, this is just what cats be looking like. Yeah, because here's the thing. Okay, I, I don't even know where I was going with that because I don't know where to start. <laughs> the existence... Cats exists <laughs> in a universe where... It's hard to tell if this is like a Toy Story scenario where we they just wait to talk and have human... Hands and toes. <laughs> when we're that was the, honestly that was the most disturbing part of this movie for me. Was the hands? No, it was the toes. <laughs> Interesting choice for me. It was the faces. <laughs> well, no, yeah, for but me like, it was Rebel Wilson unzipping her body. It went to me. It was the human toes because you could have just kept all that fur on there and it wouldn't have been noticeable. But all of just the toes. I couldn't do it. Like, there's a reason most animated animals from the early days have gloves. Yeah, it's because it's disturbing. <laughs> and some of the cats wore shoes. <laughs> oh my god, during the tap number? Well, not even... You can honestly excuse that because they're tap dancing. But what see, were the other two that were just wearing tennis shoes for no reason? Were there? I didn't notice them. I only noticed in the tap number, there's one cat in pants, and then the rest had shoes on and that really freaked me out i didn't like taylor swift's shoes either oh i forgot she was wearing shoes yeah the cats, i didn't like the it. shoes were always bad i would have rather seen them like digitally have claws and like explain that that that's the reason the tap sounds are coming that would have been even mind. my it was the sneakers there was two cats that, that they were the only cats that had shoes until the end when like a bunch of cats had shoes <laughs> <laughs> Um, but this, this human, because you can say, oh, oh, this is a universe in which this is just how it's almost like the cats are the humans in that world, you know, mm -hmm. or like it's a world without humans in the musical. Yes. Yeah. Or you can look at it. Oh, it's like a toy story type scenario where the cats, you know, like in other movies where there's talking animals like they only talk when they're not around or whatever but putting this lady in well i think if it was animated that would change a lot but the fact it's yeah. live action and they look like that that's where the issue arises because she drops the cat off and then what i still don't understand this because to me it looks like 
she was very small in the bag. Like yeah. a normal cat size. And then they put the cat, the bag down, and then all the jellicles are like going around it, weirdly singing or look staring at it, I don't know. And then it seemed to me like she grew in the bag. <laughs> Here's my now, thing. Did the owner want her to die? Because oh, why would sure. why would she tie her in a bag also and abandon her? Um Good question. Because <laughs> realistically, there's a good chance she doesn't get out of that bag. Was it tied to though, or was she just in the bag? No, it had to be ripped open. Oh. Yeah, she was trying to kill that cat. <laughs> Not just abandon her, have her suffocate and starve within a bag. So what did That's... Victoria do? What crimes has she committed? Right, it seems like she's just like a nice little cat. Like, whatever. Yeah, she's supposed know. to be... She's, like, perfect, apparently. Yeah, she's, like, the perfect little cat. And every... All of the other cats want to fuck her. Uh, especially Jason Derulo. Oh, no, especially Mr. Mistopheles. <laughs> yeah, oh, that seemed more like love, though. I Like, Mr. Mistopheles brought, like, the doe-eyed, and then Jason Derulo was just horny. And... Uh, Monkustrap. Is that his name? Whom? The other main guy. Oh, okay. I was wondering, because there's one really major male cat and one really major female cat, and neither of them are ever named, and it's very disorienting. What's the other one? The, like, mean girl cat? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I like... Well, that's They the never thing. say her name. I think she was my favorite because she was... The, her whole care Like, we, she didn't have a name. She was just... Just mean. <laughs> that was it. That was her whole thing. Yeah. It was good. But, like, but, who is she? <laughs> um, But that comes into either one, she grew in the back. Or two, um, this is when we're... She was just looked small in the human's... Like, in in comparison to the human, and then she was just bigger when it was just the cats. Um, but that just plays into the aspect ratio in this movie makes zero sense. Oh, it's deeply chaotic. <laughs> in one scene, and you're like, that seems fine. And then in the very next one, you're like, oh, they're too big for it's the like surroundings. The theater is cat-sized. Because yeah. they're, like, standing, and their, like, head is right at, like, where the stage starts. That makes sense. But then, the, like, kitchen is human size in the bedroom. So yeah. it's like, what is this place? <laughs> and and one, in the same scene, at one point, they're sitting, and uh, the martini glass is the same size as the cat. And then in another scene, he's holding it, and it, then it's compared, like, the size of the martini glass is normal as if a human was holding a martini glass, but it's a cat. So, don't know what's happening there. There's also, in the tap scene, they're on a railroad, and then we get a wide shot, and then we get that same wide shot again in a few frames after that, but I'm pretty sure if you look at those two shots side by side... The cats are different sizes. 
I can't confirm or deny that, but I fully believe you. Because I was looking, I'm like, oh, they look really tiny. That's probably good. They did good there. And then the very next time they showed that exact shot, I was like, oh, now they're big. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how that. That's did not how that works. Did you see the unedited version? Sorry, that was our like keg that just wanted to chime in for a second. If you heard that. I did, yeah. <laughs> um, I think so, because I, I was looking for the rings. I saw okay, the rings. Yeah. I, saw, I also saw the unedited version. But here's the thing also with the CGI. It ruined the... I mean, there's a lot of thing that ru- things that ruined the movie. One of them being the director. <laughs> However, <laughs> um, that ruined it even more because a lot of cats is supposed to be really great dancing and there is good dancing in it i think but it's hard to tell because all of the cgi makes it look fake Mm -hmm. i also don't think it's good choreography because no probably not it has i think every single style of dance is represented at some point i think so like there's definitely break dancing there's like the two cats that break dance no one else does, just these two. There's tap um dancing. there's tap dancing. There's like contemporary, there's your like standard Broadway, there's like a kick line of cockroaches. <laughs> there's Rebel Wilson just kinda toe tapping. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a lot. Um but and then there's ballet. There's a lot of ballet. There but... is ba- yeah. It's like you need to, with you pick a dance style to tell a story. I'm almost not mad at that because it's like they're different types of cats, you know? But no, it's not like that's not what the choreography's saying, though. You're right. It's, it's just all over the place. But like, yeah. so there's doing these ballet numbers, but it's so heavily CGI'd that it looks like fake dancing. And so you're taking away a major part of what the musical is supposed to be. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And the other thing is that this place is not... They they added a plot. <laughs> Cause, and this is interesting because my normal complaint about Cats is that there is no plot. It's boring and there's no plot. And then... But is there a plot here? There is. I think there is. It's definitely more than normal. See, I would argue the plot of this movie is that of a slasher film. Yeah, they all want to die. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the plot is, the they're a bunch of cats. They're doing their little thing, and one by one, an ungodly creature slowly picks them off. Yeah. Think about it. Mrs. I mean, you're not er, wrong. McCavity is like the Jason of this movie because one by like they technically live at the end, but. He, like, one by one, gets them alone, separates them, and then for a good ten minutes, you think fucking kills them. <laughs> oh, yeah, they don't tell you that they're not dead until, like, way later. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just slits Rebel Wilson's throat out of nowhere, and she evaporates. And you're like, what the fuck? What just happened? <laughs> it's so unsettling. That was that was the first, like, I knew the CGI was bad, but, and... 
Um, actually, never mind. That was not the first moment where I was like, okay, this is even more than I expected. But that was like the moment where everything turned for me to the point where I was like, I don't remember what Cats is about. <laughs> but this one, this one has a, has a, a story where uh, the main cat, I forgot his name already. <laughs> the main cat is Victoria. No, uh, I, I mean uh, Monku Strap or whatever, the gray guy cat. I thought, to me, the main male cat is Mr. Mistopheles. You're... <laughs> He's a main character. He's not... There's one that, like, clearly is, like, the... Like, a leader of these jellicles. Yeah, old Deuteronomy. <laughs> but before... Okay. The un like the unofficial one, the one who helps Deuteronomy and all that. I I, I can. He's wearing a collar you... the whole time. No, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But when to you me, saying... he was a main character, and he was like. The I don't leader. think so. I think to me it seemed maybe he was the main character, like in the original Broadway version. But, like, they didn't get a celebrity for him, so they, like, had to, like, push him to the wayside, but he still had to, like, do what he does in the musical, is what I got. Mr. Mistopheles isn't played by a, a big celebrity either. That's true. But, like, he has the love story with Victoria. I thought he also had a weird love story with Victoria, this other guy. Really? I, I didn't see that. I did. I thought for sure they were going to go have, like, a little threesome at the end of this movie. <laughs> He's at I least mean, jealous that she picks Mr. Mistopheles. That, I, I picked up on that I don't vibe. know. We read this movie in two entirely different ways. <laughs> That's the magic of Cats, is you can see it and... Everyone you're with will see a different movie. The reason why I'm saying that this guy is a main character is because he leads Victoria, tells her what's going on, and it seems like the other cats trust him and let him kind of, like, show her the ropes and all that stuff. And he's kind of like, it looks like he's kind of like the Smee to Deuteronomy's Captain Hook. <laughs> I took <laughs> I took him as more of, like, narrator cat you wouldn't say narrator was a main part not really i don't see him as a narrator though i see him as as like a a leading figure but he like he's not involved in the movie at all he literally just explains things he doesn't like is anyone involved in the movie at all (laughs) I think if I had to, like, sum up the plot of this movie, it would be a cat gets abandoned and discovers, like, a secret world of cats. And who tells her about that secret world? Oh, everyone. Yeah, but he, he, he tells her about the names. But, like, he's not important because, like, cats is Victoria's story. Right. Right. And the right. most important figure to Victoria's story 
are Old Deuteronomy and Mr. Mistopheles. I don't think he becomes important to her until later. See, I I saw it from the beginning, so I don't know. Well, yeah, I saw it. Well, because everyone gives everyone fuck me eyes. So, <laughs> yeah, at the beginning, you're like, oh, Mr. Mistopheles wants to fuck that cat. And it just, you don't get until later when they're like, oh, okay, this is, this is a thing. We're good. We're good to go here. I don't think we're going to come to an agreement. We're on not. This. I think I see him as a main character. I do not. I. Because he doesn't even get named. <laughs> he he doesn't have a song. It's like, hi, I'm Strap, the hot cat. That's that's lie. He's not the hot cat. I was only I managed to only be into one of the cats. I'm really proud of myself. Who? Oh, who? Can, try to guess. I want to see who you think I would be. It's not Strap. Well, is it Taylor Swift? <laughs> It's not Taylor Swift. Oh, I don't know. Now, I'll give you a hint. It's because this cat was one of the more clothed cats, and I think that helped. <laughs> was it Rum Tum Chugger? No, it was Skimble Shanks. Those, his conductor overalls were fitting just oh. right. <laughs> <laughs> I... Personally, was a fan of the whisker mustache. <laughs> I didn't notice that until later. I just, like, noticed him in a dance scene, and my first thought was, why is that cat wearing pants when no other cats are wearing pants? I did... Tyler pointed out that um, when Ian McKellen is singing his song, you can see... I think it's, like, there's in a shot of the audience, you can see that cat in the background putting his tap shoes on. <laughs> oh, I did notice next. that. I did he's notice next. that. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Well, it, that was the weirdest part of the movie, in the sense, narratively, because it's the only song that sort of, like, interrupts the entire movie. Yeah. Like, there's, there's very little plot, but the plot there is. Skimbleshanks come out, comes out of nowhere. Because you have your whole, okay, we're going to introduce the cats segment, which is the first, like, two acts, right? And everyone's going to get their introduction song. And then you have the competition. And then all of a sudden, there's another competitor we've never heard of before, never seen before until just now, who's like, I'm going to tap dance and I'm on a train. (laughs) Just out of nowhere. Transports everyone. (laughs) Yeah. So he, he really, like, I liked the number, I think. But it just was like, felt so out of place, more than anything else. Yeah. Um... So the plot. <laughs> so we go. We're based. We're well. First, McCavity shows up, and he. There's a normal poster, and he jumps on it, and then he becomes. The poster changes to. <laughs> be about him. Here's a question. Yeah. Why do they have magic abilities? What are the rules of the magic abilities? Here's another thing. So. This goes back to humans existing in this world. Because if this is just... Humans don't exist. This is just how cats are. This is the world. Um, We don't have that. We know that humans exist. So why are all of the posters, like, cat-related? Well, that's my question. Is it, like, in a separate, like, little cat section of, like, 
did they build this whole infrastructure for themselves, like, in an alleyway no human ever goes? I don't know. I don't know. Because it seems very cat-specific. Because of the, like, the milk bar. Yeah, or is that just a bar... But here's the thing. The milk bar is human-sized. That's true. But why would there be a human milk bar? I don't... I don't... (laughs) No. All of this would have been solved if we just didn't have that human coming at the beginning. I know. So many questions would have been answered so easily just by cutting one disturbing aspect of the many (laughs) disturbing aspects. Um, So McCavity shows up. And he's evil, and all the cats are scared. So, then we're told that there's a Jellicle ball, and um, there's a Jellicle choice, and the Jellicle choice gets to reborn, be reborn. And Lauren, before we do this, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Please define Jellicle for me. Okay, this is, we were talking about this last night, and my initial definition... Before we talked any more about it, was a stray cat that wants to die. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my my simple question to you is, am I wrong though? <laughs> you know you're not because that seems to be what the movie implies. Yeah, they all want to die because they all want to be the choice. But they also never define it. No. So we're thinking, is it just... Is it just... A cat that looks like that? But it's an adjective... But it all, it's a, they use the adjective... Because the one song is called Jellicle Songs for Jellicle Cats. So Jellicle can be applied to a cat, but also to a song. That complicates a lot of things. Right? Right? What does Jellicle mean? Because then we were thinking, we came up with a kind of conclusion that to be a Jellicle cat, what makes you a Jellicle cat is because the cats have three names. The one name that, like, humans call you, and then your second name, which is, like, those are the weird names, like Rumpelteaser and Skittle Shanks <laughs> and all that, which they cut that that they cut that part out of the song <laughs> where they explain the second name. Or I love the part where they're like, sometimes there's a cat named James, <laughs> and I was like, show me, show me <laughs> one cat named James. <laughs> I know. Um, and then the third name is a name that you just. Like, you realize yourself, and it's never really, like, spoken out loud. It's almost like your personality. That's, like, your jello- That's like your third or name. They say so that maybe out loud all the time. No, that's your second name. Oh, really? Be- be- yes, yes. That is explained- They cut- There's a whole entire other verse that they cut out of this movie that explains that. Because I didn't know that either, and Tim explained to me. Okay. So there's a whole verse where they say your first name, because you have three names. One is what humans call you. Your second one is what you, the, all the cats call you. So that's like Rumpelteaser and 
Mongo. Jesus, it's like my baloney has a first name. It's yeah. S-C-A-R. But your third name... So they cut the second one out of the song for some reason. And then your third name, that's the one that like just comes to you and you never speak it out loud. That's your third name. And we think that in order to be a jello, that you become a jellical cat when you get your third name. But saying a, a song could be jellical complicates that theory heavily. Yeah, I, I'm sorry that I have to include it, but. It just really sends chaos into the whole everything. But it's how it's written. I looked it up, though. And you know Cats is originally based on a collection of poems, right? Yes. So, it's included in that. And the term Jellicle comes from the the poet's name, T.S. Eliot. His infant niece used to call her cat her dear little cat. But she couldn't speak, so she'd call it her Jellicle Cat. So that's where it comes from. So that's all? That's the technical definition. But in the context of this musical, that's still... So what is it Dear Little Songs for Dear Little Cats? That could make sense. I can buy into that. But then why do you become a... How do you become a Jellicle Cat? Wouldn't all just little cats be Jellicle Cats? Maybe it's like a, just like a gang... And, like, you just need to, like, complete the initi- initiation to join. Maybe it's, you need Deuteronomy's thumbs up. It's, like, it's, it's, not, it's not a gang. It's more of a cult. Yeah. What's your definition before knowing that? I didn't know. I had no even grasping concept. I don't know. But they're all Jellical cats, apparently. She becomes no. a Jellical cat at the end. Yeah, she's not a Jellicle cat, though, for a while. No. So there, uh, But, like, what does she do that makes her Jellicle? Just became friends with old Deuteronomy? Because she saved the other one? She was nice to the other one? She was nice to Grizabella? Yeah, I guess. But all the other cats are mean to Grizabella, so why are they Jellicle cats? Because she was selfless? I have zero idea what she did. Or Have you met a cat? Selfless is not an adjective for cats. (laughs) Or she came got her third name and then I don't I don't know. But she doesn't say I think I know my third name now. Maybe Deuteronomy can just feel it. We we're still at the opening. I know. And here's the other thing. Magic exists in the play version, apparently. Okay, but, like, I knew so that, that. that's just part of it already. But, like, why are only some cats magic? Good question. I don't know. Because here's the, the plot. Okay. Let's just keep going. <laughs> so there's cats. So the, the, there's a Jellicle choice where you become reborn. So we have a bunch of cats that want to be the choice. Mm-hmm. And then that's when we meet Rebel Wilson. Who is a house cat. She's locked in a kitchen. No, what's the word? She's not a house cat. She's a, um, a Gumby. Gumby cat. Yeah. Which 
is what I know it's defined, but there's an the sound mixing in this movie is so bad, you can barely understand a word anyone's saying or singing. Oh, at, at any point, can you understand what people are saying? I just had no idea all of the time. But anyways. But so she. Well, this is when the first horrifying thing happens that really sets the tone for the rest of the movie. There's actually three in a row that happen. First of all, you see these little mouse children that... Oh, terrifying. Rebel Wilson trains and then also eats? I guess. And why don't they just... Why don't they just run away? Because they're aware that they're going to be eaten. Yeah. The cockroaches seem like they're, they're less cognitive no no because in there's also she also trains cockroaches that have human faces which are even more horrifying than the mouse children yeah but the thing is like the the cockroaches don't really acknowledge her where the mice are like talking to her no if you watch the clip that went viral she like pounds you know how she like pounds on the table and one drops into her mouth Mm mm-hmm they're, they show the faces of two other cockroaches, and they look at each other in fear. I've watched this clip hundreds of times. I know it happens. Okay, then I don't know. So she trains she trains cockroaches and mice to perform for some reason. Mm-hmm. And then, so you see the mice, horrifying. You see the cockroaches, more horrifying. And then you think that can't be topped. But then, out of <laughs> complete nowhere... Rebel Wilson unzips her fur and skin to reveal she's wearing a costume over more fur. In just one of the most disturbing images of the entire movie, which comes back as a plot point. Yeah, it's... Yeah, it's important later. And it's like, I didn't want to see that! So, I don't... And I don't... (laughs) And so here's the begs the question, why? <laughs> why? Why does Rebel Wilson's character get her introduced with first of all five minutes of her rubbing where her vagina would be? Why mm-hmm. is that her very first five minutes? I don't know, Lauren. I'm not sure. I'm so ab- disappointed in Rebel. I'm. Are you? What? Are you really? You, no, you didn't see this coming? No, I did. What <laughs> I meant was from from Pitch Perfect and Bridesmaids, you're like, oh, this is a funny Wait, person. She's in Bridesmaids? Yeah. She's like the... Where she's staying? Oh, she's a friend. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Who gets like the infected snake tattoo? Yeah, I remember now. <laughs> you're like, oh, this person is funny. <laughs> And then, then you realize that that was that was the whole thing. That's all. That's her. That's her range. That, that you've seen the whole thing already, and but we see it in a lot of movies, and you're like, but, but okay. <laughs> and so I just I feel very disappointed from about from her, like just from her her total of work, not this movie. I, <laughs> I expected exactly what I got out of this out of her performance in this movie. Oh, and that also her voice is just so bad yeah like it's never it's at its worst when she at the start of the next song 
Rum Tum Tugger by Jason Derulo. It's the most grating noise I've ever heard in my entire life. And it's not that bad in other things. But she just like, the Rum Tum Tugger is a mysterious cat. That's what it sounds like. It's very bad. And I... It's upsetting. (laughs) It is upsetting. No, I'm upset. Can you tell? (laughs) I'm upset. So we meet her. (laughs) And she's... Yeah, like you said, rubbing herself, chains mice. But the thing with the skin suit is... So we can assume... Assume that she just wears a skin that looks like a cat. See, I didn't assume that. I assumed she just rips off her skin. <laughs> I'm trying to make sense of it. Either way, she puts it back on. <laughs> yeah, she gets cold. She put she gets cold so she puts her skin back on. And then you don't forget that it happens cuz like you can never forget that that happens. You get distracted, given... But you just don't think it's going to happen again. You think that, like, okay, well, that was weird, but we're moving on from that. You're like, okay, that was for the song, whatever. She needed a dance outfit, apparently. You don't think it's going to become a key plot point. No, but here we are. Anyways, and then we're introduced to your favorite character. My fa- you you think Rum Tum Tugger is my favorite character? No. Oh, I forgot Rum Tum Tugger's in the middle. I was making a joke. Um, because I was thinking that Bustaver Jones comes in. Oh no 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 not yet. <laughs> okay, so then we have Rum Tum Tugger, Dickless Jason Rum Tum Tugger. What he left out of that interview is that everyone's dick is cut out. <laughs> but it's not. Who else has penises? I didn't notice one, but apparently the people I, was, I watched it with said that there was another cat that had a dick. There was absolutely not. I refuse. I didn't notice any. I refuse. I know from my... I My friend said that he accidentally posted something on Instagram, or he was posted something revealing that it is, in fact, large. <laughs> I mean... I have, I have not fact-checked, fact but I believe it. I guess I, I guess there's no reason not to. Right. Except maybe there is a reason not to. The fact that he would talk about it like that makes me think it is, in fact, not big. Did he... Cause did you read the interview? No. I, did, I would not open that. You know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, I, no offense, I've had enough of this portion of the conversation. You know what I'm talking about Jason Drulo's dick? I personally am good. Because there's other things that are disturbing me in other ways that I'd, so, I'd rather right. talk about. So his song... Is... Um, what's his concept? What's his thing? I can't tell what his gig is. I think it's his supposed niche. to be that he's hot. But, like, the lyrics are, like... When I'm just going to do the opposite of everything you say. Which is fair. That's a cat thing. But, like, he's never, like, shown doing that. That doesn't seem like it's his personality. Here's the thing about Tom Hopper. Hooper. Whatever. Um, It's that I hate him and he's bad. (laughs) (laughs) And 
he takes he takes a musical and he wants to make it into a movie and he takes what's good about the musical and he forgets about that and then focuses <laughs> on an entirely other thing. So you're not a Les Mis fan? I fucking hate his adaptation of Les Mis. <laughs> and I, if anyone says that they like it, I don't trust your opinion on any other thing. <laughs> I've only seen it once and it was before like I really like got into into film. So I, but I remember enjoying it at least, but I will. No. Okay. <laughs> Here's my question. You're not allowed to. Here's my question. Have you seen any production of Les Mis at all besides no. that movie? That's the thing. I can't tell you what it's like as a normal movie because I only know it. I knew the play or the mm -hmm. musical and then I saw the movie and I was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so I can't, I can't separate it because he does also the, he, okay, I'm sorry. We're going on a small tangent here. <laughs> Here's the thing. Lame is episode coming soon. I, I would do it because I hate that movie so fucking much. And I'm not going to get into specifics, but the, both of these musicals have a one, very one thing in common. Very one thing. A, a very specific thing in common. And it's that... There is there are no words. What do you mean? Cats is essentially like a concert. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's all sung. Got it. There it's all sung and you just go to the different cats and they sing their song and then you go to a different cat and they sing their song and that's the whole thing. That's why everyone's like there's no plot cuz there it's a very loose plot. And in Les Mis, it's an opera. Every word is sung. <laughs> So when he adapts these into a, a movie, he's like, I'm going to throw in some lines of dialogue. And here's why that doesn't work. <laughs> because then when you realize that people talk normally, it makes no sense for them to be singing all the time. And it's different from like a normal musical because musicals exist in their own universe where that's a normal thing or blah, 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 whatever. But... And that's why it's so jarring, like, and especially in Les Mis, it's not as noticeable here, but in Les Mis especially, there's only like four or five lines of dialogue. And when those di lines of dialogue happen, they completely take you out of that world. And then you're like, when you go back into singing, you're like, oh, I'm tired of them singing all the time. But when you don't get those, you just get used to it. Mm -hmm. It takes you out of the world and there's no reason to do it. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a musical called Natasha Pierre and the Great Comet of 1812, and ev the whole thing's sung, sung except for, like, the last line of dialogue, where they speak it. And that's, like, in that case, it makes it more impactful. You know? That's, mm -hmm. like, that's the line of that's the one line from the whole show that'll get hammered down on you, because it stands out among the rest. That's what doing dialogue in a sung, mo uh, entirely sung musical, is supposed to do. Yeah. He, he just doesn't, he doesn't get it. And with this movie, he was like, oh, the problem with this musical is that there's no plot. Let me give it a plot. And it's like, no. <laughs> we don't, we don't want you to do that because you're bad at plots. <laughs> Here's my thing, though. I'm convinced Cats was never good. 
It's not. I don't like cats. And, yeah. I, and me complaining about him ruining this musical is... Just because this is a bad movie, I don't, I don't like cats. I actively do not like cats. Yeah, I think, I think anyone who says they like it is lying to me. Even the songs, mostly aren't great. From from my brother's friend's perspective, because he likes cats, what he was talking about is the reason why cats is good, quote unquote, for the for those that like it, is that the songs are catchy and the dancing is really good. See, I disagree that the songs are catchy. Well, yeah, that's fine. But here's the, but so in this adaptation, he's he focuses on the the plotless aspect, and he doesn't care about the dancing, and he doesn't care as much about the songs, and that's where that that disconnect is coming from. That's and also, I just realized something. We were talking about how Rebel Wilson sounds bad in this movie, but she's okay and pitch perfect and all that kind of stuff. It's because he did the live singing thing again that he did with Les Mis. Oh, did he? Yeah, and so that would explain why her singing is worse. And, um... Because it's not edited at all. Does Rebel Wilson sound that good in Pitch Perfect? I, I said fine. It's not as bad as in this movie. That's true. <laughs> that's it's that's hard, the bar that we're at. <laughs> it is hard to sound that bad. Yeah. Anyways... Question, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, Rum Tub Tucker. <laughs> Jason Derulo, who I, is the I most... I think that he's supposed to be hot. I don't know. I think he is. He's not. But I was going to say, his character is maybe the most interesting to me because he is, out of everyone else, is the most forgotten after he gets his little introduction song. Yeah, everyone else is, like, around. And he's... No, he's still there. He just doesn't do anything anymore. Yeah. Like, Rebel Wilson gets kidnapped. That's her new thing. <laughs> and here's the other thing. He's... There is a couple shots where he was entirely by himself. And I was like, oh, that's funny. Jason Derulo... Like, was like, all right, I'll give you a week of my time. <laughs> and then I'm out. So they just had to shoot him doing a bunch of stuff by himself. But then he's in a bunch of crowd shots. Yeah. I and he doesn't have any other starring, you know, he doesn't say anything else, really. You but really they just think, still made him hang out there. You really think Jason Derulo had the star power to be like, you only get a week from me? <laughs> I feel like... He could have. Uh, we must I don't be know. talking about different Jason Derulos then. <laughs> I don't know. It just because it seemed super weird to me that there was like one scene where he was the only one that was like only visible in one shot. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then he was like in the background, like he was just he turned into a background dancer in the second half of the movie and a background singer. Yeah, you could hear him more than anyone else. <laughs> Specifically during um, Mr. Mistopheles' song, they, he's the choice to hit the high notes for the song, and it sticks out in all the wrong ways. <laughs> um, I saw, I think it was a tweet or a joke, or I don't even know, but someone made, it, someone made the joke that they must have neutered him in real life for him to get those high notes. Oh, no, that's the joke made in the movie. Oh! That's what Rebel Wilson says more than once. Oh. Well, 
whatever. I, <laughs> I, I think, I think my brain <laughs> tried to protect me from Rebel Wilson's performance. <laughs> And a lot of it, I cannot recall. I have no memory. <laughs> See, My brain was like, no, save yourself. <laughs> you're lucky, but you, that's unfortunate because then it opened up for other things later that it wasn't ready to protect you from. I got right. it out of the way with Rebel Wilson, so I was I was able to uh, accept everything that came after that. I, I'm sad that I saw that tweet with that clip because I... I want to have seen that on the big screen for the first time and not know it was about to happen. The skin? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I I think I retweeted it a bunch. You also sent it to our group. Yep. I I, I couldn't not talk about it. I couldn't hold it in. No, that's fair. Or someone did. I don't know if it was you, but it doesn't matter. Um, Lord, we have an hour left. (laughs) Oh, God. And... (laughs) Uh, anything else about Rum Tum Um, he, thankfully he wears a coat for most of it, so he looks better than most of the cats because he is wearing a coat. Yeah. And I'm confused as to why some of the cats wear clothes and some of the other ones don't. I have no answers, but I will tell you that, like I said, the cats that wear clothes have less CGI on them and therefore look better. Sorry, digital fur technology. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, so... Then we meet your favorite. Buster for Jones. Jones. Okay, here's, here's what I love about Buster for Jones. Does it not sound like a slur for fat people? <laughs> yeah. It feels wrong to say it. And yet, that's the name. And I think that's my favorite part. Is it supposed to be like he busts in his fur? <laughs> Well, that made it sexual. <laughs> you know, like you bust a fur. Oh, I took it another way. <laughs> I know, I know you did, and I think that's a better way. And it's like the song is kind of gross. It definitely is. It, it, like all it does is take the phrase "fat cat" and then misinterprets what it means. Mm-hmm. Because it could be like. Literally, it's as if he heard, like, Andrew Lloyd Webber was sitting there. He's like, I'm writing a musical about cats. And someone, like, made a joke about fat cats. And Andrew Lloyd Webber's like, hmm, what's this? <laughs> but did not ask for explanation as to what this phrase means and just took it literally. You know, I don't know. I don't have much to say about this, except there, there was a lot of fat jokes and a lot of uh, there was a a groin oh pain the, the people joke. in my theater laughed and i was like oh no oh, <laughs> oh, oh no this is the people that i'm seeing this with <laughs> oh sweet babies <laughs> but i think that's the reason i find buster for jones so funny is the fact that it's like it feels mean spirited and, like, I'm and laughing at that, and not that the fact that it's actually funny. No, it's not. It's literally just supposed... It just feels mean. His yeah. whole character just feels like, like, I can't enjoy it. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's just mean. But, I don't know. I, but I, I just thought... I, I don't know why, but the phrase, the name Bustopher Jones is just hilarious to me. That's why and my Twitter name... he's one of the name, few cats with the last name. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's one of the few people, few cats that is named in the proper um, English way of first name, last <laughs> yes. name. Um, but yeah, I don't. I, oh, we that's forgot. Why my Twitter name. McCavity shows up at. <laughs> McCavity did show up and murder Rebel Wilson. And Slits her throat. She evaporates. Does not, does not kill Rum Tum Tugger though. For for some reason. Yeah. And then and then he shows up again at the end of Buster for Jones's song, and he's like, "Hey, you want this food?" And Buster for Jones is like, "Uh, hell yeah, I do." And then he dives straight into hell. <laughs> that was I appreciated that he was more creative with that. Yeah, <laughs> with that. But kill. That's why it's a slasher movie. Yeah. The kill was more specific to him. Yeah, exactly. We love a nice kill that like relates to the character. So, at some point, we meet Jennifer Hudson. And everyone's like, can you believe she was a glamour cat? And that's pretty much it for now. I think, so, the reason why they hate her is because she got tied up with McCavity or something? I think they, like, dated for a while, and then, but he, like, is an abusive boyfriend. And now they just punish her. And now they hate her. Yeah, I think the cats are, um... You know, uh, slut shamers. Because this is later. Okay, no, we'll, we'll get to that later in a sec. I need to stop. So, um, then it's the Jellicle Ball. Did I miss anybody? Um, I, no, yeah, we missed uh, Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser. Oh right, that happened. Here's the other thing with that. Here's the aspect ratio thing. She wears a ring on her wrist (laughs) and it like fits as a bracelet i don't know if you've ever seen a cat (laughs) (laughs) or a ring um but that's not real (laughs) that's a tiny ass cat maybe a kitten that's yeah a kitten that was like born yesterday sure (laughs) any thoughts about that number it's just, they're like, we're the cats who steal. And yep. the most interesting thing introduced there is the concept there are also dogs in this world. And I want to know if they look like our dogs or look like the C- digital for technology human dogs. Cause but of, bigger. Because the mouse, the mice had the same look. So assume, you would have to assume that the dogs looked like the cats. Yeah, and but are just larger which is infinitely terrifying to me. <laughs> so scary. Um, and then that's when... So, Mr. Mistopheles saves her. And they want a bone. That's when they fall in love. Yeah. Ooh. Um, so then... Then what happens? I don't know. <laughs> and then... Well, I have the plot pulled up because I wasn't sure. Then Mr. Mustafa is like, we need to see old Deuteronomy arrive. Mm. So they sing, like, the old Deuteronomy's introduction song, whatever. They start the Jellicle Ball. You get um, Gus, the theater cat, because Ian McKellen had the audacity to be good in this movie. Except for when he's, like, being a cat. Oh, yeah, that's... No, are you kidding? His choice to, like, rub his head on the pole was inspired. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
That was, I loved it. He went where no one went before and decided, I'm going to perform in this movie. Here's, here's the thing that was hard to watch about Cats. Is some t- every once in a while, they were like, oh yeah, I'm playing a cat. Let me do a cat thing real quick. But it wasn't... It it was a weird amount. It's almost it's almost like I was saying about like the lines of dialogue thing. Where you either need to go full cat <laughs> or like not at all. You either are a normal acting person that looks like a cat and we're just in this world you're a cat, right? Or you're rubbing your head on things all the time. See, I like I like the mix. I don't know. I thought Ian McKellen did what he needed to do. Okay, the Jellicle Ball starts. First up is because it's revealed McCavity's motives are he's going to kidnap everybody who's competing. In, I, why are only some of the cats competing in the Jellicle Ball? Not sure. Not explained. But no. his, his motive is he's going to kidnap everyone who was going to compete in the Jellicle Ball so that he's the only one competing. So he is going to be the only one that's allowed to die. <laughs> and that's the part that's added. None of that's in the musical version. In the musical version, he the only thing that's true or ha- that happens is that he makes Deuteronomy vanish and no one really knows why. And then Mistopheles brings her back, him back, whatever. Okay. That cat back. <laughs> and so all of this other stuff was added by That's why I'm saying Hooper was trying to add a plot. That's what he was doing. Got it. Yeah. Because none of that's in the none of that exists. And but. so he added the slasher movie element, which is interesting to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so here's the thing about the Jellicle Ball. So they were like dancing and and stuff. I couldn't tell if we were was the dancing. Oh, that this was the worst part of the movie because it was so goddamn boring. Yeah. It was like was it, uh, 15 minutes of dancing that was horribly shot. Was all of their dancing... Because I couldn't tell if they were just dancing, like normal, or if they were like had no control over their bodies. No, it was just... No, it was like the opening number for the Jellicle Ball. Okay. Yeah. They all just know it already? I mean, but that's just like a musical thing. Right. Of everyone just knowing the choreography. No, because it, the way that they were acting made it seem like this wasn't... Like, they weren't actively making the choices to dance. But really? I think that That's that later was just the, the poor note. acting. No, I felt it at this point. The most disturbing... No, I, I, one of the most disturbing parts of this movie is how a lot of times they make all of the cats' tails move in the same direction. Oh, it's horrible. They'll like it's The horrifying. tails will have a mind of their own. Yeah. And so they're dancing, and then Ian McKellen... Does his song. Because he, he's the theater cat. And then he gets kidnapped again, but in the part that I laughed the hardest in the whole movie is, like, he's autographing McCavity's book, and the McCavity, like, sucks him into the book. Whatever. But then you hear this faint sound of Ian McKellen yell, yell McCavity! It's <laughs> so funny. Um, yeah. Is this when did Taylor Swift show up yet? No, because then now we have 
the random interruption of Skimble Shanks. Oh, right. We kind of talked to that, about that already. Just straight up out of nowhere. He, you see him stretching out, ready for his tab number during Gus the Theater. Asparagus is his full name, the Theater mm-hmm. Cats. And then he, like, his song ends, and then he rotates into the sky. <laughs> Naturally. Um... And then Taylor Swift shows up. And it's right at the point where you're like, is Taylor Swift in this movie? <laughs> I like the whole time I'd be like, did I miss her? <laughs> Is she one of the mean cats and I just didn't recognize her? <laughs> she finally shows up. Turns out she's like a henchman of McCavity. Mm-hmm. And she drugs everyone for, I'm not sure the motive. I don't know. I'm not sure why. I don't why. know why they drugged him. And the, Did they just drug everyone so that they would confuse them and then he could... He could uh, vanish Deuteronomy. We'll go with that. I accept that answer. But so in this song, it is revealed that Deuteronomy, or not Deuteronomy, I'm sorry. McCavity has has done every human crime. (laughs) (laughs) Again, confirming that this world is our world. Yes. Every human crime. That's tax evasion. That's murder. <laughs> That's assault. That's sexual assault. That's all mur- all crimes, which is horrifying. He's the mystery cat. Yeah. And That's when why. the cops show up, he wasn't there. Oh, which, so... If a crime happened and cops showed up and there was a cat, you wouldn't blame the cat. So, this is... My understanding is that there are cop cats. (laughs) Who aren't Jellicles. I like this scenario. (laughs) Because what other... Because she's like, oh, when the police show up, you know, McCavity wasn't there. So that, to me, establishes the existence of a police cat. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Am I right? All cats are cops. Oh, uh, yes. Except McCavity. That's what I'm. That's my take. Um, and then she's wearing high heels, and it's very upsetting. <laughs> and so, and also, they like pay Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser to help them do this, but and you're supposed and to then, be like betrayed by them. <laughs> and then later on, they're like, "Oh, well, we didn't know that he was bad." <laughs> he, he was like, they were like, we swear, we just thought we were poisoning all of our friends, and we were down to clown. <laughs> I mean, but also it's catnip, and cats like catnip, so... But in this, they don't? I guess. This one, it's more of, like, chloroform. <laughs> it's like it's like if you secretly microdosed someone acid. Yeah. Um... And then he steals Deuteronomy, and then he comes back with no coat. <laughs> oh my god! So our one of our favorite comedians, Demi Ajawibe, put it perfectly in his review of Cats, where he called Idris Elba without his coat Cronenbergian body horror, <laughs> which is a spot-on description of how gut revolting it is. To see him without his coat, why is he so much worse than everyone else? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know, but he is. <laughs> I think 
my theory is... Because there are other cats with no clothes. Yeah. And that my theory is the cat that looks the best, to me at least, was Judy Dench. She does, She looks much cat. I, I think it's because she has long hair. I think all, yeah. the short hair, especially in Idris Elba's case, more than someone else, they end up looking like covered in oil. As if like they yeah. had like lotioned up before. And I think also, that's the problem. They definitely stopped doing the hair. <laughs> or like the fur on the face. Like there's a part in the face where they just stop. Mm-hmm. And Which like, is upsetting. Some of the hands have more fur than other hands. I think the more fur on the hand, the better. <laughs> yeah. I really want the human form obscured. It's like, we talk about anif- anamorphs in the beginning of our Black Christmas episode, but the cats seemed like an anamorph. It is. They are. That's it. They're the third one into a, f- a cat anamorph they're the number three on the four step anamorph process one of the more disturbing steps (laughs) and that's why it's so bad because it's it's not quite cat but it's not a human and that's why why it's disturbing uncanny valley baby learn about that shit in horror movie class (laughs) yeah so um also um at one point Victoria, the main cat, goes outside and sees Jennifer Hudson lying around a light pole, sad, singing Part of Memory. (laughs) Oh, and then she has her own song. She, like, interrupts. She's like, hold on, Memory. I know you're the most famous song from this movie, but I'm going to sing Taylor Swift's new song instead. Here's the thing. There's a very fun fact about this, this part. So, the reason why, and if you don't, if you don't know this. Um, they, I I don't know how you don't, but whatever. They released this movie, um, too early, and it was not finished. There were a lot of CGI things that they hadn't done yet. Um, the tell, if you see the unfinished version, is if you can see Judy Dench's rings. Right at the end. Yeah. Is the clearest shot. But there, yeah, there are other shots. There are other shots. You can see it. So they re- they had to hurry up and release this movie um, because they wanted it to be um, an Oscar contention, which is they had just the same thing they did in Les Mis. They, they wrote a new song for Les Mis. They had Taylor Swift write a song so that it could be nominated for the best song Oscar because you need a new original song to, yeah. be, to be eligible for that. So... <laughs> They had that song. That's the reason why it was in there. And they had to hurry up and release it because even though it wasn't ready so that it could uh, could maintain its eligibility for the Oscars. And then obviously it was getting such horrible reviews that Sony pulled it from Oscar contention. (laughs) No, the Sony did pull cats from its for consideration page. But before that even happened, Taylor Swift's song, did not make the short list. <gasps> no, it didn't? No, they. yeah, that's part of the reason it got pulled, is because it didn't even make the short list. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> so, basically, all of this was for nothing. For nothing. <laughs> Which we love to see it. <laughs> and the other, like, and the, honestly, I was kind of surprised, because it's a lot better than 
most of the songs in the it's original score. It's not bad. Like, I like it a whole lot more than I like... Let me pull up a song list. The Rebel Wilson song? Absolutely. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's a lot better than a lot of them. Because, I don't know, it's like a song, which... <laughs> You know what I'm I mean? sure. I'm sure if you like cats, and then this under interrupted your view of cats, you wouldn't have liked it. Just like with me and Les Mis, when that original song came on, I was already having a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> Just no matter what, I was having a bad time. And so when that original song came on, I was like, "Oh fuck you, movie! Get this out of here!" So there's a good chance that people had that reaction if you're a big fan of the movie or like the musical. But me. Having no idea, only really knew that this was a new song because of uh, my brother's friend going, well, what is this at the beginning? <laughs> um, I thought it was good. Yeah, because like it and memory are the only two songs in the whole show that are like songs that can exist outside it, of the and movie. And it also, it still gave a background to the cat without it being... Look, I'm a cat. Look, I'm a cat. Look, I'm a cat. Exactly. Yeah. So Which I, we can't say about the other ones. I would almost say it's the best part of the movie. Not saying it's... I'm saying, like, it's the only thing that felt, like, exciting and new about the movie. I wasn't mad at this scene. I was, I was for it for just interrupting the best song. You're right. That That's was why weird. it was weird... Because then she comes out and she sings Memories later, but I'm like, but she was already singing it. <laughs> does she sing it? She at, sings it. What, or when does she sing bit. it in the show? I don't know. I'm going to find out right now. I, I think it would be at the end. I'm pulling it out. Yeah. If I had to guess, this entire scene was added. No, actually, it looks like there is a mem- memory prelude, closes act one, and then she sings oh. the full song. At, okay. In Act Two, but you know how she Victoria has a little part of yeah. memory in the musical. Jemima sings that. Who is Victoria? Is a combination of two cats. Oh, really? Who? Yes, that cat. No, Victoria's. <laughs> Victoria's. No, Jemima is the mean cat. I. Which, we'll get into the... Don't think that that's true. I, I pro, I'm looking at the cast list right now. Her name is Jemima. Which, let's, well, that's racist, we were, if we're being honest. I We don't need to get into it, but I did think a lot of the fur coloring... Not the coloring, but like a lot, some of the fur, I was looking at it, and I'm like, this just gives off a racist vibe to me. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they didn't go Siamese cats. <laughs> So what cast list are you looking at? The movie. Because on IMDb, there's no Jemima listed. I'm on the Wikipedia. Well, who does it say plays that? Jonadette Carpio. Okay, according to IMDb, that character's name is Syllabub. Because Jemima... Is there? There's a Victoria, and they they combined that character. I don't know if it's a Victoria, but they com- that Victoria character is two cats combined. They combined Jemima in with it. 
Well, there's also a cat named Jemima in the movie, apparently. But there's not. Yeah, I it, trust IMDb more than I trust Wikipedia. See, I but I don't trust that because I've looked at the cat's IMDb and not all the ones have names in yet. So I don't trust it. There, that actress you talked about has a different character name in IMDb. Okay, uh, according to Letterboxd, it's Meta Towley. Is Jemima. I don't, this isn't that That's important. a, on IMDb it says Cassandra. I, because we were talking about it in a, I don't know where she read it, but that was stating that they purposefully combined Jemima into Victoria's character. Interesting. There's like a white cat, and then there's like a Jemima, I think Jemima's like really good at dancing and they combined it with the white cat. I think. Okay. I don't know. So that's what, the, Victoria's both of those cats combined. But Victoria is also Victoria. Yeah. It's confusing. (laughs) Yeah. Why did we get on this? I don't remember. Because we were talking about... I don't know. Let's move on. So, Um, Mr. Mistopheles' song. (laughs) That's what's next. So, yeah. Uh, McCafferty steals Deuteronomy... And they're like, Mr. Mistopheles, you're a magician. You can bring her back. Um, and then he tries. But I think this was my favorite scene in the movie. <laughs> it might be mine, too, I think. Just because the whole time you're like, well, he's obviously, like, not that kind of a magician. He can't do it. But you're also hoping that he does it. but you're also like at the same time just having a great time and then you you also at at the same time you think it's gonna end (laughs) (laughs) and then and it doesn't (laughs) at the same time you're like how does the magic work in this movie because here's the other thing is she just kind of shows up behind him but it's like so did he do it or did she just (laughs) poof herself there and is like oh good job buddy (laughs) <laughs> I think this is might be my favorite song. I kind of like it. I, we were singing along in the theater. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I joined in. I was like, he needs our power. <laughs> it's like the um, clap if you believe <laughs> of this movie. I thought it was fun. You were really rooting for him. You are. Yeah. And so... um this is the other part where I really noticed, like, severe CGI airs. Is, like, he's waving around his hands, doing the magic. And there are parts where, like, his human wrist moves, but his fur stays. <laughs> and it is very notable to me, at least. I didn't notice that. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> um, so Deuteronomy comes back, and then... Uh, because she refuses to choose <laughs> McCaverty. I always want to call him an aristocrat, and I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. And um, so then Victoria goes and brings in Grisella, Jennifer Hudson, and then she sings Memories. And, and then, she's so talented. And she... then everyone, and then the mean girl is like, oh, she's good. <laughs> and then... Yeah, and then, then they're like, 
She's the Jellicle choice. And then they send her off into the sun <laughs> to die. In a hot air balloon. Have you seen, have you read The Giver? In like sixth grade. Okay, do you remember the plot point where it's like anyone over like 65 they murder? But they're like... <laughs> no, I don't remember anything about it. Okay, the plot of The Giver, part of it is like he helps out in a nursing home. And then after someone, they read a certain age, I forget... Like, they get, quote-unquote, chosen, and they, like, go into this room and are never seen again, and everyone thinks it's an honor. And then it turns out that they're just straight-up murdering them. (laughs) And is that not exactly what this is? Why did I read that in sixth grade? (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. But here's the other thing uh, that we brought... Someone brought up a good point when we were at Perkins, was... If they so they pick a cat every year to basically die, mm-hmm. they re they're reborn or whatever, but they're dying, and assumingly, you can't if if you're not the Jellicle choice and you just die, you go to hell. Yeah, is it they just compete next year? Right, but if you just die out of nowhere, yeah. What about old Deuteronomy? You must go to you must go to well Deuteronomy's magic. Okay, so Deuteronomy just can't die? No. But, like, a normal cat, if you just die, if you get ran over by a car, assumingly, because there is a car in the film, like, you would go to hell because you weren't the Jellicle choice. You don't get to be reborn. <laughs> That's the only way that you get to be reborn, or else they would be going around just killing each other whenever they wanted to. Because, oh, I want to I want to be reborn, just kill me. So, assumingly, if you die by any other circumstance, you're going to hell. So why don't they just pick the oldest cat every year? <laughs> That's a good choice. But I also... Ian, so Ian McKellen is going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> he's very old. And he's clearly the oldest cat. Mm-hmm. But you're like, well, she's sad and sang a song, so... That's... I, I never thought of that implication. Part of me likes to think they're, like, immortal. <laughs> Otherwise, oh, this is the only way that you can die? Yeah. Hmm. It's like in Brave Little Toaster 2, Brave Little Toaster Goes to Mars. There's a song about a bunch of, They're in space, and they run into a bunch of balloons, like, floating in the atmosphere that were, like, released. And the song's sort of like, we wish we could die, but we can't, so we're just going to keep floating on. <laughs> and so, Same. that's what I think. <laughs> Mm, it's like you can't die unless Old Deuteronomy goes, you're you. Old Deuteronomy's kind of like an executioner. Yeah. She goes off to the sun. McCavity tries to catch, to hold onto the rope and he does and then he gets stuck on top of a statue and, and it's me, very funny. But like, what a lame ending. Because yeah. McCavity's supposed to be this big villain and he loses because he doesn't have a good grip. And even and and then he it's and then he's gonna die because he just can't jump. And he doesn't even die. Is he just stuck but on the top the, of the statue? Here's the thing, though. He's magic and has shown his ability to teleport. <laughs> he can just. Why couldn't he just teleport himself onto the basket with her? I have no idea. And I didn't think of that till just now. You make an excellent point. And he gets stuck on there, and he's like, oh, "I can't get down. I can't get down. You can just poof yourself down." Exactly. It doesn't. 
that's not how a movie ends, movie. It was so lame. Oh, but that's not how it ends. Oh, it ends. (laughs) (laughs) With Judy Dench looking... This is is the part that made Tyler audibly scream. (laughs) (laughs) It ends with Judy Dench just shattering the fourth well wall <laughs> and just dire- addressing us the audience <laughs> which to be fair i can't say much about cuz om- almost every short film i write ends with a character breaking the fourth wall and looking directly at the camera for the final line well, this so is, <laughs> but w- adding in the digital for technology it, the fourth well is suddenly pr- important it's a form of protection you're right it's because you're like these cats can't hurt me because they don't know i exist exactly (laughs) but then they do and they're there and they're looking at us and And they can see us judy dench bore into my soul and they sing a song about addressing is this a song in the musical is this a normal song i i have no idea I was trying to always gauge if it was a normal song based off if Tim was singing along to it. <laughs> and I couldn't hear. I didn't. It didn't seem like this would be a normal song. <laughs> to me, at least. But it's about. And it's about how cats are better than dogs and how you should talk to a cat. And then. Oh, yeah. The three cats run away to bone. The, the, like, the theme of the movie. The ending line, the thought you want to leave us with is, a cat is not a dog. <laughs> Are you fucking serious? <laughs> yep, that's the, that turns out was the, rump, the, was the moral of the story the whole time. That's Ugh. the message. So not only, it makes me, ang- going rehashing, I'm angry at certain parts. Okay, which parts? That! <laughs> oh, right. That's it, though? Because the rest is so insane, it's like, I can't be that mad, but, like, the fact you would end with, uh, the way it's shot, okay, I'm angry at that. It's ugly. They're also sitting on a statue for some reason. Yeah, not sure why. It's light out now, maybe the cats will die (laughs) until the darkness comes again, who knows. But, at least, I'm lost what I was saying, never mind. (laughs) What was I saying? Um... Yeah, just the fact that you you go, a cat is not a dog, is like, what the fuck does that even mean? Like, it, it, you figure everything else is like metaphors, whatever. Like, trying to find meaning in the meaningless of just like a musical about cats. Sure, I'll buy into that. But what, what the fuck is that? What's that translation into? You know? Yeah, nothing. What the fuck? <laughs> um... I also want to point out that this movie has an estimated budget of $95 million, and worldwide it hasn't even made back 20 <laughs> That's shocking to me, given that I figured everyone would see this for just the pure shit show it is. I think some people did, like us. <laughs> but like, like I said, we went Friday, we went a Friday night. And there were seven or eight of us in the entire theater. That makes me sad because I wish people. And this would is—it's only been out for like a week. 
It is kind of funny, though, that they, like, decided to rush out everything to compete with the same day as the new Star Wars release. Yeah. Like, guys, you didn't plan any of this out, right? <laughs> you didn't think this one through, did you? No. So what are... So we, what are your, your main thoughts? What are your main takeaways from this movie? Um, I still... Mine is that Tom Hooper is an awful human being, <laughs> and he doesn't deserve love. Mine is that Tom Hooper, Hooper should direct a horror movie. <laughs> he might find his place there. Yeah, maybe that's what he's been missing out on. I've come up with a new segment okay. <laughs> because of this movie. Okay. It's, who left this movie with their dignity still intact? Taylor Swift. You think? I think so, only because, one, she's barely in it. Mm-hmm. Her number is objectively good. Well, okay. not objectively. I'm going to take that word right out. It is objectively not bad. <laughs> <laughs> and... She gets in and out relatively quickly, and she wrote a decent song. That's fair. I would say Ian McKellen. Yes, because he, he gave a very good performance. He did. His, his song, not a good song. Couldn't tell you a single word from it. But, but the performance is great. His face says it all. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you a word, but I know he performed the hell out of it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I would say maybe Judy Dench. Yeah. Because she doesn't have to do anything too embarrassing. Other than there's one scene where she's lounging without her coat on anymore. And she like gives like a little come here finger. And that was a little scary. (laughs) And also there's something they're like performing or doing something. And she shows that she's she approves or she likes it by just sticking her leg up in the air. And I can relate. (laughs) (laughs) It's like what body double did that Judy Tench? (laughs) (laughs) It ain't you. And so, um, anyone else? Mm, the main girl? I mean, Mr. Mistopheles? I mean, to, I think not being famous is a benefit. They, yeah, because they were just giving their all, and that was, this was our only introduction to them. So I guess that we can't really judge them on it. Yeah. Um, who did not? <laughs> Rebel. Yeah, I think Rebel Wilson and James James Corden really took the brunt of this. I think absolutely. They definitely had the the deepest fall. Jason Derulo, I feel like, just kind of stayed the same. I mean, Jason Derulo can't, maybe actually is the worst, or took the, lost the most dignity, because he's supposed to be cool. He's not cool. He's never been cool. But his image is supposed to present as cool. And then, he, he, he lost his dignity by even agreeing to be in this movie. Yeah. No, no. even if it was great, it would have lost something he for definitely, Jason Derulo. He definitely would have gone down. Yeah, it, you're right. It, it hurt him to his core audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I think everyone else is just, like, forgettable enough where they'll be fine. <laughs> or they're not famous. Yeah. Um, drinking game. <laughs> um, it's called... See this in theaters while drunk, you'll have more fun. Yeah. Honestly, there's not even really anything I can say except for just just be drinking the entire time. (laughs) It's like we 
I am recommending to go see this. It's truly an insane, fun experience that is worth being in a theater for, especially if you're there with a bunch of people who are there for the same reasons. Yeah, I think it was it was fun in that sense. Yeah. Um, I, I only drank one Trulies during the movie. I definitely should have had a beer and a half a bottle of wine like they did. <laughs> um, I just 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 drink the whole time. If you think I, you've I can't had even enough, tell you, you haven't. I can't even tell you anything because there's so many bad things that happen just all the time. <laughs> So just drink all of it, all of the stuff. Just keep drinking and everything's going to be all right. Yeah. That's our message here at One Star. Um, that's our whole drinking game. <laughs> what other segments do we have? Um, we oh, have... Who's the Dr. Ant Mom? I'm going to give it to... I was thinking, I might, I don't, I don't know if I was going to give it out. Oh, so I, I think hear it's, what you're gonna say. I think it definitely deserves to be given out. I'm just you're deciding right. to who. I think James I, Corden. I'm gonna give it to Rebel Wilson. She get, she makes more insane choices than James Corden because James Corden's you're just right. being James Corden. Rebel you're Wilson right. makes several choices that I and and ad libs a lot of pet cat puns that are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. But at least she, like, went for it. Yeah. And that's what Dr. Right. Ant Mom's about, going for it. Yeah. Dr. Ant Mom is about making choices and not caring... If it's a good choice. If they're good. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're... For context, you should listen to our Sleepaway Camp episode where yeah. we discuss the, the Dr. Ant Mom Award um, for, for acting choices <laughs> in a movie. Um... Yeah, I just most yeah. importantly want to see choices being made, and that's what Rebel Wilson does. You make the choices, and you decide later if they, they were the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> so what else do we got? Oh, um, how would you fix the movie? How would I fix did the I movie? Forget a, did I forget a segment? No. We'll okay. just, we rate it after this, yeah. I would... I don't want to say not make it, but I just think Cats isn't good, so I don't see the point of having it exist in any form other than on stage. I would just film a stage production of it, which has already been done. Yeah. Because I I guess to it's specifically, here's the thing, to specifically make this better, I would like have them be in costume and not CGI, but I think... When if that happens, it's less insane fun. So the CGI is important in that sense, right? So I don't know. I truly do not know how to change this movie because one, I wouldn't, but two, also I wouldn't make it at all. <laughs> I don't think it should exist. <laughs> it's a sin and, against God. I mean, number one would be putting Jason Derulo's dick back in it. <laughs> the yep, nope, only change. I changed my. That's mind. the only change. That's how we're fixing the movie. Because here's the thing: if you increase this movie even a just a tad, or if you fix it and make it a a good quote unquote version like the musical is, 
I'm not going to enjoy it. The only reason why I enjoyed this experience was because it was bad. So in that case, I think that there's nothing that you can do. Exactly. And except for put Jason Derulo's dick back in. <laughs> Stop CGing I, I out. Stop taking away the bulges. That's it's, the fix. And we're going to start hashtag release the Derulo uncut. <laughs> yeah. We want to see it. Um... <coughs> Sorry, my own joke broke me. <laughs> um, so when do you rate the movie? See, I have not rated it on Letterboxd yet because I truly don't know if I have the capability to. <laughs> it is just truly unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. And it's... It just stays with you. It lingers. Am I allowed to refuse to rate this? I can't <laughs> I, commit. I'd like if you did. <sighs> this is so hard for me. Because one part wants me to give it five stars. Because it's truly, in a lot of ways, it's a mod-like experience. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's so much more a sin against God than Ma is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I truly am having a lot of trouble. I don't... I You know what? I think we can abstain from rating this one. Because I, I think I agree. I don't know where to rate it either. Yeah, I truly don't know if, like, it's a camp classic. It is. But then it's also so much worse <laughs> than any camp classic. So. Because it was trying to be good in a way that a lot of camp classics aren't. So... That's what's so hard about they thought, it. They thought they were going to win Oscars. Exactly. <laughs> There's such a disconnect between the intention oh. and the result that I have no idea what to say or think about it. And, like, I would like to get it. I was going to give it, like, a four star is what I was thinking. But, yeah, at the same time, I'm like, but it's also so disturbing in a way that's unpleasant. Exactly. I don't want to reward them for not exactly. meeting their goal. Exactly. So yeah, we we I th- I think that's our first ever. We are abstaining from rating. I'm rating it as cats. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all. It's just cats. It's just cats. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. I I'm I, we may be ending the podcast, but. This will never be leaving us. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So. And here's the here's the other thing. I hated cats when I saw it. And I was actively like, fuck cats, fuck cats, fuck cats. So when they announced that they were making it, I was like, ugh, no. And then they released the trailer and I was like, oh, Quinn's going to make me watch this. And I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and then you all the... that before I sent it to you? Did that thought no, enter your head? No. Well, yes, I did. And then you <laughs> sent it to me and then you kept saying we're doing it. And I was like, no, I don't want to fucking do cats. I don't want to see cats. I don't want to do it. And then um, the trailer came out and I was like, no, 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 no. And then, <laughs> and then it came out and everyone was talking about it. And then I just became so excited to see cats. <laughs> Because I was like, what? I don't, so, it's almost like the magic <laughs> turned my, turned my, me around on it. Here's the other, the thing that I liked most about this movie is my, part of my experience was we went with um, my brother and his friend and his 
this friend who loves cats, at the end of it, he also was, like, high. Not off drugs, off cats. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he stood up and profoundly was like, I am inspired. This movie has inspired me because if these people can do this, and, and they made a movie and they made this, like, you can do anything. <laughs> you can do anything that you want. <laughs> Nothing matters. That you happens do to anything. me all the time, except on my hand, it makes me feel like a failure. Because I see some of these movies that are made, it's like, I'm capable of better than that, but I'm just not going to, I'm not going to reach it anyway. Yeah. No, he, he was just so, he walked, he just was like, this is inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, what, what, what did I name it? Uh, the good, the bad, the movie? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I so, forgot. Here I am forgetting about that. What what are your good I think I have mine. Okay, you can go. I need to think. My I have two good if it's okay. No problem. So my bad movie is his version of Lamus. <laughs> we talked about it before. I hate it so much. If you like the movie if you like the musical and the play, and then you still like this movie, I have. Can you please DM me on Twitter because I have to talk to you. <laughs> um, I have to figure out how your brain works. <laughs> yeah, because he, and it just is an, just a perfect example of how much he changes stuff that don't doesn't need to be changed and ruins things, and it is bad. So that's my bad one, and so my my good one that's relating to that. Is uh, Les Miserables in concert the 25th anniversary, um, where they they take the cats approach where they don't do any of the staging and stuff. It's strictly like a concert series. They just sing every song as if it's like a concert. And Nick Jonas is in it playing Marius, and it is, he is very good. <laughs> <laughs> like objectively good. Mm-hmm. I am taking I'm mm-hmm. taking myself I'm sure. away from it. Like he he sings it well. <laughs> He's a very good in this. And um part of the reason why I hate the late the late Miz movie so much is that I like that they did the live mics, but Eddie Redmayne, Eddie Redmayne <laughs> acts too much in his singing. <laughs> So when he's like <laughs> crying while singing, there's parts where he just his voice turns into an old man. <laughs> and part of that is in A Little Fall of Rain, which I love that song. I love that song so much and he ruins it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a part where she's like, You're here and he goes, I'm here <laughs> And I hate it so much. Um so that's just another part of how he ruined it. So that's one, but also the Aristocats. <laughs> I, if you, it, it, that's I don't think I need to explain what the Aristocats is. It's a animation. Oh, by the way, this movie was supposed to be Cats was supposed to be just a normal animated movie until Tom Hooper got involved. And he was it? it? According to the IMDb trivia. That explains it. I, I think it would be better animated. I really do. Yeah. It would have been fine. It has a 2.7 out of 10 on IMDb right now, which is fantastic. <laughs> um, so good. I like the Aristocats. Um, it's my like my one of my favorite movies growing up. Aw. So. 
speaking of that, that's my good movie is I don't okay, I don't know if it's good. I haven't seen it in a hot sec. I have a lot of nostalgia related to it, so I'm gonna give it the good one anyway, because I think I would enjoy it any even if it is bad, but it's the Andrew Lloyd Webber's Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat starring Donny Osmond. I don't know why we had it and why we loved it so much as children, but me and my brother watched it all the goddamn time. And so I've never I've never seen that musical no matter what. I will like in always any capacity. I've seen it. I've seen the movie and I've seen it in stage. So I will love it always no matter what because of my nostalgia related to it, which by the way, this is a different cause I have. Liking something because of nostalgia is not a bad thing, and I think it should stop being vilified so much. But that's a different conversation. That's fair. But, and so my bad is, we'll stay in the lane of Andrew Lloyd Webber musicals, and I will say Phantom of the Opera. The disaster that it is. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's weird because other, not, Cats doesn't even present itself as competent. It's like, you could see that movie and you could think that wasn't bad. But when you really like look at it, you're like, wait a second. This is a disaster. <laughs> Have you seen the movie? No. Okay. I also yeah. haven't seen anything of... I haven't seen that in any capacity either. Yeah. So, the Phantom of the Opera movie, the one good thing, in my opinion, is Minnie Driver. I know a lot of people don't like her in it. I love Minnie Driver in any role, so that might be where I am. But, so... And it's it toes the line of like being watchable and then being a complete disaster, which I think this does as well. So I think mm-hmm. that's my bad suggestion. Good. Um, I haven't seen any either of those. So. <laughs> Poifect. Yeah. All right. Uh, is that it? <laughs> Are we done talking about cats? I mean, I'm never done. But right. you need to go, so do the, do the plugs quickly. So, um, <laughs> we are at One Star Movies on Twitter and Patreon. Uh, if you donate a dollar a month, you can vote on which episodes we do. If you do- donate five dollars, you can listen to that podcast that we'll do. Um... I don't remember what your idea was that you said we were going to do. Um, we're going to review my performance in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, right. If you want to listen to that. So that we promise um, that'll be our first episode. So yeah. now you have something to look forward to. Yeah. So go over and uh, download. Nope. Donate $5 a month for that. Or if you're $100, if you donate $100 a month and you are the actress, Joey King will stop talking about you. Um, and... Uh, I'm at Mola Turnup on Twitter. You plug me. Quinn is at underscore Quinn Latifah. Wow. Interesting. Is that wrong? No, it's right. It just took a second. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) So that's why it's interesting. I also didn't look it up, I swear to God. I know, but still. Okay. Interesting. Um... (laughs) It's because you, well, one, the, the okay, underscore bye. throws me off every time. <laughs> okay. Pulled it. That's fine.
because I'm upset with you.